this is so, not the crazy train. This is the media boat. It's the it's both mm-hmm. two words and both a mode of transportation, but this one does not have Ozzy Osbourne in it. Well, is, neither does Sharon. Oh, by the way, they broke up. Uh, that was a bad <laughs> joke, and yes, I knew that. Yeah, I heard on the radio this morning that that uh, that she said on the she on the View or the Talk. The View. You sure? The talk. <laughs> I need to have the talk with I you about the, the view. view. Uh, which, whichever one. I guess she came on and actually said that, yes. I guess she kicked him out. Yeah. Because... Apparently he's roaming the streets now. And apparently um, she uh, showed up on set drinking lemonade. Uh, <laughs> so she was like pouring it to Beyonce. Then. Read into, yeah, read into that as you will. Uh, so yeah, welcome to the Media Boat Podcast. My name is Matthew. I am Mike. I don't know why I've said Matthew two weeks in a row now. Uh, media Boat Podcast is a podcast where we talk about media. We talk about television. We talk about film, entertainment. We talk about music. Uh, we talk about video games. Well, and holy crap, are we going to talk about a lot of those things today? Yeah. Well, not so much television, but... But we have mo- we have a movie... And we have lots of games to talk about. This is going to be a game-heavy episode. So. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say your old podcast. Uh, no. Because how much games we're going to talk about. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of games, but that's at the end of the show. First we do movies. So. Or we could reverse it. No. 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 No nope. Missy Elliott. No. No Missy uh, Elliott. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to start with movies. So and tell me. We look at the box office. Tell me about the box office. Tell so, me a story. So... Let me paint you a picture. All right, paint me a word picture about this box office. A mouse. Okay. About ten years ago, All right. has this bright idea. Uh-huh. I'm going to buy a comic book company. <laughs> oh, not just a comic book, but a comic book company. That's very, that's very brave for a mouse to do. Yes. And this mouse <laughs> wasn't an ordinary mouse. Uh-huh. He saw into the future. Wow. He had what you could call a magical hat. I, I, I've, I think I've seen this mouse. I think I've seen his movie. Yes, but this mouse uh-huh. was no ordinary mouse. You said that. I did? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways. Because he can see into the future. Are we just trapped in a time loop right now? Yes, because this mouse can see into the future. Okay. And he saw... Wow, I can print money in the future. So get to the get to the point. How much money did Civil War make? Uh, it made twenty five million Thursday alone. Dang. And a hundred and seventy nine million domestically over the weekend. And this is when I take my bow for doing the under. Well, yes. Well, we set it at one eighty five. I can't remember. I swear it was 180, but regardless, I still win. Regardless, we are freaking like on target. We're right on target again. We 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 are too good at this. Yes. Or more accurately, you're too good at this. You've I, seen these I, things happen I am happen the Vegas before. odds. I guess so. I don't know, man. But yeah, it's just the only one I was totally off on was Deadpool because I could not judge yeah, the and I was, that thing. Yeah, we were both way off, just in different ways. Yeah, but so far, all of those Super Bowl are superhero and Super, Super Bowl. Superhero and big budget op- or big opening weekends. We've been yeah. pretty much on target. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Um, good, good job, uh, Marvel and um, Disney and uh, Spider-Man. Yep. So Disney so far has made three billion dollars at the box office. Wow. Yeah, I know they were like. I saw some sort of thing that said they were the first ones to hit 
this year, like three this year, yep. right? Yeah. Uh, Zootopia alone will hit one billion soon. Nice. I don't think uh, Civil War will hit the one billion. You don't think it'll make it? It's got China left to open up. Sure. It's already at seven hundred million. So yeah, I guess the question is, do you think it's three hundred million worth in China? Yes, that's the thing. Uh, no. I don't think so because Captain America. It's hard to sell unless they just call it Civil War over there. They might, but there was a whole lot of like Chinese influence in the movie, though. Oh, by the way, we yeah. saw Civil War. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about that now before we finish box office, or do you want to finish box office real quick? I have nothing else in the box office. Okay, well then that's let's talk basically about, it. Let's talk about Civil War. Uh, so yes, on Saturday, day after it came out, we saw Civil War, um, and yeah. Uh, so what do you think about it? Uh, first things first. Let's yes. get this out of the way. PSA to all of you going to the movie theater: uh-huh. Don't bring your kid. Holy crap! That crying baby. That crying baby, holy Ruined hell. that tender moment. Yes. Um, but besides that, though, it was pretty, it's a pretty good movie-going experience. Movie. So, uh, yeah, what do you think about the movie? Um, I, I have, have a couple gripes. I have thoughts, but... Yeah, Overall, it is first. a good movie. Okay. It is a solid movie. It is definitely has a better story than Batman v Superman. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that arc? Nope. <laughs> Um, the ending overall conflict, Act 3, was a whole lot better than Batman Superman. Yes. Um, although I will say the opening, Act 1, for Batman Superman was better. Sure. Act 1 was better, but then it just falls apart after that. Yeah. As for the gripes that I have with, uh, want to get the gripes or want to get the praise? Just keep, just, hey, say what you want to say. Okay, <laughs> I'm clearly going to talk about... Uh, <laughs> Keep going. Um, Just as long as it's not spoilery, because right. we probably have people listening to this that have not seen the movie yet. We have people listening to this? Well, <laughs> I'm making an assumption here, but just in case. Okay, so just in case, um, Captain America, yes. character, yes. well done. Yes. Way to go, Russo Brothers. Nailed uh-huh. it. Uh, Iron Man, character, well done. Nailed it. Kind of. Okay. Um, what is this leading to? This is leading to all the other characters in the movie. Uh-oh. They, they kind of are one-note characters that, that, fall, that fall to the wayside. I thought it looked like they were going to give, uh, Witch Lady. Scarlet Witch? Yeah. I, I, I thought they were going to give her a bigger part, and then it kind of... The that, movie stops looking at her and turns a corner and then eventually act three, comes back. Act three. As yeah. soon as you get after act two and the big uh, superhero fight against everyone in the airport, that's not a spoiler. That's clearly in the commercials. <laughs> after that fight, everyone ancillary falls to the yeah. wayside besides your main characters of Captain America, yeah. Tony Stark, and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. The, the, the key members of the plot. Yes. So, yeah, it's like I thought that she was going to be key, and then she ends up not being key. She was key <laughs> in the first, like, yeah. ten minutes. Yeah, and I was kind of... I thought that was going to pay off at some point, that yeah. she was going to get her redemption or something, and she doesn't. No. Kind of disappointing. A little bit. But, um, yeah. So I see what you mean. Yeah. Everyone else seems to fall to the wayside. Yeah. Um, newcomers, I will say... 
praise to Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty badass. He's cool in that He's movie. He's cool. Uh, I am actually looking forward to his own movie. Um, praise to Falcon. Yeah, yeah. There's for a being a for being a secondary character. He held his own in a lot of, a lot lot of, of that scenes. Yeah. A lot of Falcon going on. A lot of good Falcon going on there. <laughs> um, everyone else seems to be falling off though from there on. I think. So, going... It happens when you get too many characters in a movie. Well, yeah, so about that. So this is one of the things I was going to talk about. This is not a Joss Whedon movie, and you can tell. Yeah. Because of two things. One, the tone. Dark for a Marvel movie. I was actually... Throughout. Yeah. I was like, it, it has a darker tone than the, the Avengers movies did. I have to note, though, I have not seen Captain America 1 or Winter Soldier. I'm assuming that that's kind of how it feel, how the more when a soldier, feels. yes. Um, so going in, I was expecting a little bit more lighthearted. I'm glad though it wasn't completely, you know, bright and cheery because it's not subject matter that deserves that kind of treatment. No, it's civil so, war. It's a gray area. I felt like it was a way, way better balance between the two sides than uh, than Avengers has been. Yes. Two, it's not an ensemble movie as much as. You think this is going to be a, ve- a vehicle for the other Avengers. This is very much Captain America's movie. Yes. And so thus, that's the that's a part that it doesn't... It, I'm not going to go as far as say that it fails at doing it, because I, that's not what I believe this movie is set out to do. But you definitely don't get that ensemble feeling you do in Avengers 1 and 2. Because Joss Whedon is nothing but, you know, is, is definitely an ensemble writer. He knows how to balance multiple characters in a, in a, in his plot. Mm-hmm. This is not that. This is maybe balancing three characters in the plot, and then the rest, when they're not needed, you're right, kind of do fall off. And I think that's just just to focus the plot more, because I think that if you had too many moving parts, the resonance of that final of that that scene, you know, that scene that, with that Iron Man scene. and Captain yes. America, would not be as strong. Right. Because it's not about them; it becomes about everybody, and you lose that you lose that connection. The fact that Act Three is so focused on those two characters is why that ending works. Yeah, it's that has to happen. So yeah, I think, and was, that's why it succeeds far better than Batman Superman because yeah. you're still trying to get everyone else screen time in Batman Superman. Everyone's like, oh, we need more of this, we need more of this. Yeah. everyone needs to get their own time. Whereas, whereas uh, Civil War, it's you've already established these two characters throughout the movie. They don't need more time. They need to finish this conflict. Yeah, they they, they understand here what the plot should be, and they don't deviate too far from it. No. And I think that that helps helps it be a better movie. Um, going back, uh, newcomers. Yeah. Uh, let's go with Ant Man. He's not really a newcomer. He had a movie. Yeah, but. <laughs> He, he, had, he had a pretty small and big part in this movie. <laughs> I see what you did there. But yeah, Paul Rudd's, uh, yeah, he's kind of just comic relief. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, he wasn't but, in there for too long. But the little bit that he's in there was entertaining enough. Our, okay, now we're going to talk about Spider-Man. Uh, we're going to talk about Spider-Man. Because, yeah, that's probably one of the better parts of the movie. Uh, it's kind of disappointing that they do kind of shoo him off when they do. Just basically like, okay, you're done. I feel like Spider-Man and Ant-Man were both there as shoe-ins 
Or they, more, or more. Okay, more accurately, they're both trump cards for each for each side. Right. Of yeah. like, okay, we guess need. Who we to, got. Yeah, it's like guess who we got to take you out. Yeah. Well, guess who we got to take you out. Yeah, it's very. It was a very smart way to use and introduce this version of the Spider-Man character. Yes. Um, yeah, and a nice little uh, Easter egg for those who stick around at the end too. Yes, that's uh, all I'm going to say. After, about after credits that. is that's all I'm going to say about that. There's after credits yes. scene. There's so after after credits scene. Please, yes, wait until those lights come up because or else you will miss something. I can't tell you anything because I don't spoil it. But yes, so yeah, I think that all the new characters are introduced pretty well, and yeah, I'm looking forward to their movies. There's something I definitely would wouldn't have said before I saw this. Um, one character I do feel is wasted is Martin Freeman's character. Oh, yeah. He's like in two scenes. Yeah. It, like, I heard the <laughs> cast of Martin Freeman, like, ooh, Martin yeah, Freeman. Yeah, like, cool. Ooh, cool. But he's like, yeah, only tangentially related to anything. Yeah, I feel like yeah. he's, he's a wasted character. Totally waste. Um, other wasted character was the senator. Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah, you don't need him. Nope. Other wasted character was Crossbones in the beginning. But yeah, that seemed like that was just picking up from Winter Soldier, right? A little bit. I mean, you don't really need to do more with that, right? No, but he is a... He can be an interesting character. They just decided to... He's not important. Write him off. Because yeah. he's not important to the plot. He's not important to this plot. Um, that's for the overarching enemy, because no great hero is about without a great enemy. Hmm. Was not rather front and center in any of this. No. And I think that that's good. Because, as you were saying, and I haven't seen Batman vs. V Superman, but I understand, like, I've read a lot about what the problems that movie yeah. is. You have to remember what your, what your actual conflict is. And the conflict here is not really the villain. The villain exists to create the conflict yes. between the t like the the Avengers. That's the conflict and that's your real that's your real climax. So that's why I don't think that they needed that villain to be that strong because the villain is just a conduit. And that's also why I really liked the ending. Yeah. Well, the third act where you you feel like there's going to be a big battle and there's not. And there's not. It's a small precise battle. Between the three characters. Yeah. I mean, that's key to kind of what I was going to talk about, which is basically, I went into this not thinking, like, I was going to enjoy it. Because I, you know, after re-watching Avengers 2 fairly recently, yeah. I think I came to the conclusion, extra, like, came to the conclusion that these movies were just not being made for me. I had seen a lot of them. Like I, had, I've seen all three Iron Man movies. I've seen uh, both Avengers, and it's just like I keep expecting these things to work for me, and they just haven't so far. So I'm going into this with zero expectations, and I think, obviously, I should have listened to all those people who were telling me the entire time that the Captain America ones were the best ones, because now I understand that it's a better approach to the Marvel formula. formula what these guys are doing. It's a tone thing. It fixes some of the tone issues that I had with the Avengers movies. It's also a it's it's also a focus thing because I feel like yeah, when you have a big ensemble piece and you have like thirteen different endings, you know, like if you have a plot that just keeps going mm -hmm. and it feels endless, 
then that just doesn't work for me. But this movie was well-paced. Uh, it had a focus to it that the others don't. And, yeah, I think that ending is very key to all that. It's just it's a more intimate-feeling movie, and it's more about the characters. It's a, it's a character piece. Yep. This one is definitely a character piece. Of course, yes, you also get the big fight scene. And, yes, I understand that there's probably a large swath of the audience who are going to see that movie, this movie, just for that. Because, you know, the way it's being marketed. And that's fine, too. It was an entertaining fight. But really, the rest of that movie, it's not about that fight. And I think it's, yeah, it's a really well done character piece in a lot of ways. <coughs> and so, it definitely, yeah, it, it surprised me. And I enjoyed it a lot, actually. I'm surprised you enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I, I actually really liked it. But, but yeah, um... I've seen all the Marvel movies, or all the cinematic universe. Yeah. I would rank this probably third. Yeah. All right. What's your one and two? Uh, I still like um, Witcher Soldier. Uh huh. And I'm telling you to see Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. You didn't mention it. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. But yes. Well, that's such a different kind yes, of movie. Yes, it is a different kind of movie. It's a comedy. Let's be real. Yes. Guardians is a Mar is, is the Marvel movie as comedy. It also has the action stuff, but it is the, the comedy out of all of them. Yes. Oh, well, not all of them. I understand Ant-Man is basically a comedy as well. Basically, yeah. Uh, but I did not see that. So, yeah. So, yeah. No, Guardians is good. I don't know if it's better than this. It's just such a different movie. Well, I like it from a, um, no, background aspect. Sure. Yeah. That, that's what pushes it over for yeah. me. But barely. I like. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But, like, uh, I'd go... Those three, and then fourth would be just under Avengers 1. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, you know what? I remember enjoying Avengers 1 until the ending. I remember enjoying it until the Helicarrier conflict. Where yeah. they all had to fight each other. Yeah. That's fair. I was like, why are you... Uh, that's why I'm like, why are you guys fighting each other? Whereas here, it wasn't that. It was, it was I know why you're fighting. Yeah, this makes sense now. Anyways. Anyways. All right. So yeah. So go see Civil War if you haven't already seen it. Um, yeah. It's it's uh, it's a good one of those. <laughs> I think is the best best I could say. It's, yes. it's a good one of those. I it's mean, gonna be the good one for a while if too. If you don't want to see one of those, then don't see it. But if you are predisposed to like this kind of thing, and you want your first your intro to the summer blockbusters, go go do it. It's a good it's a good treat for a weekend. Yep. Uh, this will also be the only good Marvel movie for a while. Yeah. I say that because up, an upcoming Marvel will be X-Men Apocalypse. Right. And I am ugh about that. I don't know about that one. That's at the end of the month. Yeah, we'll it, see. I'm reading too much um, The Last Stand into that, that movie. <laughs> it is the third. The third X-Men's never work. Uh, they seem to keep going bigger and it's not working. You know what? I still haven't seen First Class. I saw Days of Future Past. First Class is good. I, I've heard, and I liked Days of Future Past a lot. So, Did you see Kingsman? No, I okay, I've seen the first ten minutes of Kingsman. Okay. But uh, that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> All right. Well, well it does, because Matthew Vaughn directed Kingsman, who directed Oh, uh, I see, okay. That's first your, Class. That is your connection. Yes. But yes, no, I haven't, I haven't seen First Class. I still need to see that. Get my... Yeah. Uh, um, Get your... Uh, X-Men fix in yep. before this thing comes out. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yep. And then uh, Doctor Strange in November. Right. Ping Penguin Dick uh, Bender Snatch. Yep. 
Pumble me butter dick. <laughs> butter dick. <laughs> yes, Benedict's cover match. Yep. Uh, we saw that trailer. Uh-huh. What did you think of it? Was that your first time seeing it? Yeah, that was the first time I saw it. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah, it, it's really <laughs> out there. It's going to have a lot to explain. I don't get Doctor Strange. Well, because he deals with the uh, soul universe. Is he strange? He, yes. Is it very strange? Yes, he's, he is very strange. He deals with the supernatural. I don't know. Uh, he's a good actor, so maybe it'll be good. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's why I say, because I feel like the movie's going to be 50-50 with people. Sure. Leaving uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 exactly one year from today. Oh, man. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, speaking of Guardians, because thinking about Doctor Strange, I was going to say, when they get far out into the science the science fiction-y, fantasy-y stuff, that's what Doctor Strange That's is. what loses me. Because I have no desire to see either of the Thor movies because of that. And I have and I my least favorite part about Guardians was the beginning. With the backstory stuff. No. Yeah. I'd say the middle where they started playing the stones. That's also I also oh. didn't like that either. Okay. But yeah, when that's when the Marvel stuff gets this is gonna sound bad, but when it gets too comic booky, it loses me. <laughs> I know, I know. The whole thing is comic book. I understand that. But like, you realize what you just said, right? Yes, but you hate Marvel when it goes comic booky. I know, but if you recall, remember what I liked about Civil War? The it's characters. About the characters. So I'm being consistent at least. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I don't know if Doctor Strange is for me, but probably not. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be for most people. Sure. Um, that's why I said the next. Yeah, yeah. Then Guardians. The next good one's gonna be Guardians. That should be good as long as they don't screw it up. They won't. I can't imagine how. I can, but apparently Russell Crowe is going to be in it, so that that's just gonna add star power to uh, it. Kurt Russell, sorry. Okay, thank you. Kurt Russell, not Russell Crowe. I was gonna say, it's like I don't think Russell Crowe is in that movie. No, it's Kurt Russell. <laughs> the eighties action hero, good Kurt fix. Russell. Good fix. Yes. Uh, no, actually. Kurt, it's before and after. I was mixing them up. Before and after, Kurt Russell Crowe. Kurt Russell Crowe. <laughs> before and after, Kurt yeah, Russell Crowe. Before and after. That's, That's how I, I always mix them up. Before and after. It's like, do I want to say Russell Crowe or do I want to say Kurt Russell? No, just Kurt Russell Crowe. <laughs> Anyways, more, we had movie news. We actually had movie news this week. Okay. Um, Han Solo. Yes. He's actually been picked. Right. Cast. I saw this. Um... Another Cumberbick Mundersnitch <laughs> name. All right, what's his name? Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. Do you know who this is? No, but I can spell things. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I spelled it correctly. It's no, like, red squiggly. Ehrenreich. It's probably German. It sounds German. Uh, he was in Beautiful Creatures and Hail Caesar. Oh, right. Yeah, that bomb. Yeah, both of those, actually. Awesome. Good. He's got a good track record, then. Other than that, he's not been anything that notable. So is there a name for this thing yet, or is it just right now Han Solo Project or something? It's, um, right now it's shooting as, uh, Red Cup. <laughs> That's the working title for it, Red S- Cup. Starring, uh, Toby Keith. Yeah. <laughs> no, as in, like, no? Red Solo Cups. Yeah, that's what I said. Yes. Like, that yes. was the joke I was making. I know. Starring Toby Keith. Sorry, Toby Keith. Because he has that song about the Red Solo Solo Cups. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Explaining jokes for everyone. (laughs) Yes. 
Uh, but right now it's called um, Han Solo, a Star Wars story. Sure. Right, because they're all a Star Wars story, right? Right, now. like Rogue One, like a Star Rogue Wars one. story. By the way, that Rogue One trailer, boss. Yeah. Man, that looks good. Uh, my only gripe is Forrest Whitaker. It looks like he does not belong. Right. Also, uh, also, uh, my feelings, and I think I said this after the trail uh, when the trailer was wrapping up. How close are we to Star Wars fatigue? Getting a Star Wars movie every year. I said after two. <laughs> And, and and Lily said next year. <laughs> like, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah, after Star Wars 8, after, yeah. after 8, then we have Han yeah. Solo the following year, and uh, then 9 the following year. It's like, part of me is very happy that we're getting this many Star Wars movies, because clearly it works for Marvel, but the other part of me is like, are these going to be special anymore? Like, Star Wars is special because they it only comes... You know, every, every 30 once in a generation, you know? Yes. And now that's gone. That's done. There's no more, like, event Every viewing. 15 years of yeah. Star Wars. It's just, it's not, it's not as big of a deal I, anymore. Disney's going to lock it in the Disney vault, wait 15 <laughs> years, and bring it back out again. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll see. I mean, it hasn't obviously tarnished well, anybody's appetite for Marvel. So I guess... Maybe they're banking on that being the same case. Quality yeah. over quantity. I would agree, but yeah. But like I said, though, like that hasn't changed things for Marvel, though. There's not a stinker in that batch. Even though there's ones that I don't like, they've all been successful both critically and in the box office. Yes. So there's no evidence that this could happen. But for some reason, I have this gut feeling that Star Wars is different. I have no evidence to back this up, but for some reason I have this worry in the pit of my stomach. Not necessarily that one of these is going to be bad, but man, that people are just going to stop caring. I think it's because of the extended universe. They Maybe. completely re retconned the extended universe and said blank slate. Right. Whereas comic books, even though they do new stories every year, yeah. they're always different. New writers and new uh, eras. So you're saying that the, that they're the, the, the rapid pace of the comic book stuff makes more sense because there's a lot of material to borrow from. Yes. As opposed to Star Wars, where now the canon is just the movies. Correct. And so they have the onus is on them to make quality work out of basically nothing. Correct. <laughs> Every year. Correct. Because there's no more extended universe. There's no more, hey, you, I, know, I know that this. Uh, extended universe right. books sold well we're going to turn that into a movie there is no that like right. Civil War that was yeah. such a big storyline for the Marvel Universe so let's throw it out the window and make up a new Civil War yeah got yeah. it I'm following yeah <laughs> sorry I had an argument with Alex about this how the Alex Civil is, War is not like Alex Civil War Alex is so pissed that it's not actually the Civil War from oh. the comics yeah I was like I don't even want to that. see that is not this even the right Civil War I'm like Alex it's a different a... Civil War yes <laughs> I have a couple friends like that yeah. that will see it based on that. <laughs> Anyways, oh, did you? Uh, is this? I, this might be in your movie news, but I can't read it. Um, I don't think I saw it earlier. I saw a thing that confirmed that that that, in, that Infinity Wars Part One and Two will not be the names of those movies. No, they're switching them up. Yes. They just haven't confirmed that what the new names will be. Uh, that's under my rumor mill that I don't okay. put. That was confirmed, though. Yes. They're not going to say part one and part two. No. They're pro probably not going to be called Infinity War, either, is basically what I understand. So, yeah. 
No, if I was going to rename him, I'd go Infinity Gauntlet and then Infinity War. Because he like wearing gauntlets? Well, because of the, of the Infinity Gauntlet right. where he, one, gathers all the stones first. I don't think that's a good name for a movie. The Gauntlet? The in, Something something, the Infinity Gauntlet? Or no, Avengers? No, no, it's Avengers. Infinity. Avengers in the Infinity Gauntlet? I think it's a dumb name. Yeah. So as Compared to Avengers Infinity War? Infinity War is a better name. I think that will be part two. Avengers nope. Infinite Warfare. <laughs> that, I'll get to that news later. Avengers 1. Wait, yeah, we'll get to those later. Um, so, we, okay, I'm sidetracking you. Let's keep, yes. keep going on movies. All right, um, continuing with uh, Disney, and oh, speaking of Doctor Strange. Okay. They announced who was going to score the movie. All right, who's scoring it? Uh, one of your favorite composers. Mine? Yes. He did Jurassic World and Inside Out. Oh, my man. Yep. Michael. Giacchino? Giacchino. I think that's how you pronounce that. Well, G- I'd rather you say it than me because I'm, I'm going to butcher it. Giacchino. It's Italian. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Michael Giacchino is going to score Doctor Strange, so prepare for a lot of high-pitched piano soft playing music. <laughs> yeah, well, somebody dies. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Rain scenes. <laughs> he has a lot of rain. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Um, also in comic book news, Deadpool. Yeah. That's no longer... Well, it is still in theaters somewhere, yeah. but it's also on digital. And it broke records. I, I bet it did. It's still breaking records. Yeah. It sold one million digital HD copies in its first week. Making it the only movie so far to do that, uh, digital-wise. Because wow. uh, this week it comes out on Blu-ray, DVD. Which, you know, if you want that expensive coaster. <laughs> as Deadpool yes. puts it. <laughs> I always want an expensive coaster. You can pick that up. But yeah, Deadpool. One million digital copies. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> she bought them all single-handedly. <laughs> no, that's not true. I don't think she spent a dime on all her digital viewing of that movie, but that's another story. Um, okay, well, I guess that's expected. And lastly, um, Matt, what? what do you do once you win an Oscar? Uh, well, you do a thank you speech. And afterwards? <laughs> you go to the after party? After party. <laughs> you go to the, you hotel, go to the hotel lobby. lobby. Uh, wait, what's the actual answer to this? So, a recent Oscar winner decides she wants to decide they want to be in more pictures. So, they're opening so they up, get their a camera? Own, they're opening up their own production house. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Who would that be? <laughs> Do you want me to say this name, too? No. I had a joke for this. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark Rylance a lot pictures. <laughs> <laughs> That's not who it is. No, it's not Mark Rylance. <laughs> <laughs> Although that would be a good way to get his name out there. Yeah. Mark Lancelot pictures. Mark Lancelot. <laughs> no, it is Alicia Vikander, ah, okay. Oscar winner for the Danish Girl. Right. Uh, she has opened. She, her, and her um, agent have opened up Vicarious Pictures. Ah, V I K. Like her last name. I see what yes. they did there. Vikander, so I guess it's Vicarious Pictures. Um, <laughs> apparently it is a Strictly Swedish Production House Company. That would have been a better name. Strictly Swedish. Strictly Swedish <laughs> Production House? Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. 
So because Vikander is from Sweden. Yes. Sweden. She's opened up a Swedish production house okay. and already has a three picture deal. Wow. That's yep. nice. Yep. Uh, but no distributor yet for any of them. Okay. So depending on what kind of movie she yeah, makes. Yeah, it'll come. Yep. Cool. But hey, good for her. She's going to star in three more films. Yeah, that's cool. She's a pretty good actress. Uh, she was really great in, um, what was it? The uh, robot movie. Real Steel? No. The AI <laughs> movie. Um. AI? No. AI? Um. Oh, uh, Ex Machina? Yes, Ex Machina. Ex Machina? Yes, Ex Machina. I don't know why I said Machina. I know better. <laughs> Machinima. Machinima, yeah. Anyways. Television. Uh, anyways, television. Wow, right. that's all for movies? Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, okay. Television. <laughs> don't dwell on it. Um, Matt. What? You're going to guess. I have good news for you. I know. You it's saw ha- it. It's ha- it happened an hour ago. It is currently happening. Uh, so, yeah. Um... One of my favorites, Steven Universe, is back this week to kick off a marathon of episodes every Thursday for the next few weeks. But today's Wednesday. Oh, you're right. Tomorrow. Sorry. Yes. My bad. Thursday night. Yes. Thursday nights at 7, you can catch new Steven Universe, and apparently shit gets weird. Yeah, I I understand that this plot's going to go some places, so... I'm excited. So, yeah, uh, sorry, that's tomorrow. I thought today was Thursday for some reason. We podcast on Wednesdays. I know, so I don't know why I thought today was Thursday. On Wednesdays we podcast. On Wednesdays we wear podcast. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm definitely going to be watching that tomorrow. And for those of you who want to say, not hello, but goodbye to Melissa McCarthy. Okay. <laughs> she will no longer be on TV. That's not true. Okay. <laughs> Mike and Molly. She will not be on that television show. Yes, Mike and Molly, uh, as over. we noted earlier uh, in our previous podcast, that it will be ending, and the season finale is now upon us. Finally. Finale. The season finally. Yep. Uh, it will end next Monday. Okay. We're so not watching that. I might watch no. the ending no. on my own time. I mean, yes. To a certain extent, season finales, or sorry, series finales of sitcoms are interesting from, like, a certain perspective. But not sitcoms that were never good. (laughs) I want to see if they kill her. There's a, no. There's a reason (laughs) why I didn't watch the finale of Two and a Half Men. (laughs) Because regardless of the train wreck that was going to be, and I knew it would be a total train wreck. Yes. It's still a terrible show. Still, you didn't care about any of the characters. Yeah, I didn't care. So, I still didn't watch it. even though I say I'm going to watch it. You're probably not going to. I'm probably to. not going to. And plus, you can just YouTube it. Yeah. At some point down the line. I'm sure somebody will upload that thing. Yep, just like with How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, I mean, I actually watched that. And, I mean, towards the end of that series, I kind of lost interest in it, but I still saw it out. Yep. Um, and, yeah, that, that ending is, well, yeah. This, that's for another podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, but... but Friends finale was yeah, actually well done. it's okay. It was all right. Ish. Seinfeld finale. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's good. Pretty good. <laughs> Mash, Mash finale, probably one of the most famous ones. Well, yeah, it's still like the most watched anything finale ever outside of sports. Outside, well, that's why I said finale. Yes. Uh, sports never ends. <laughs> See, sports will never die. <laughs> I watched the football series finale today. Well, technically, the Super Bowl is the finale of the season. The season finale. 
Yes. But not the series finale. <laughs> series finale be like, that's it, guys. No more football. This is the last football. <laughs> Sorry. And it'll end on a field goal. <laughs> no. no one, ah, how depressing would that be? No. It ends, it ends just like like one team just being so far ahead they run out the clock. <laughs> no, I'd like to see it end like the 2000 Super Bowl where one yard yeah, line separates yard. them from victory. Oh, so dumb. <laughs> Okay, uh, so Mike and Molly finale. Yep. What else? And lastly, in television news, uh-huh. Comedy Central had yeah. a bit of a shakeup. Yes. Or a wake up, depending on how you look at it. Then they something something put on a little makeup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you we do? just <laughs> in time? <laughs> All right, go. Uh, Angels deserve to <laughs> die. <laughs> Okay. Um, so, Comedy Central, <laughs> president, president of Comedy Central, president. Michelle Gainless, of 12 years, uh-huh. has the helm of Comedy Central yep. programming. Yep, she's been there for a little bit. It will now be taking a leave, Aww. kind of forcefully, because ever since she lost Jon Stewart and... <laughs> um, to be fair, she didn't lose Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart chose to leave. Yes. And Stephen Colbert... It can't be on her. ...chose to go to see... Well, Viacom basically poached him. Sure. Let's, let's go that way. Yeah, Viacom moved him. Yep. <laughs> uh, since that happened, uh, ratings for Comedy Central have dipped yeah. severely. Okay. Despite it having the best show on TV. I was going to say, no one's watching Broad City? Man, come on. Come on, guys. If it was on Fox, it would be canceled. You're right. You're 100% right. If that show was on any network... That thing would have been canceled. Mm. <laughs> that, that is a show that can only exist on cable. Yep. For a lot of reasons, but <laughs> yeah, but one of them being just how out there that thing is. Yeah. Uh, so President Michelle Gainless will be replaced by Kent Altermore, president of Original Programming. Right. Which is probably a good call because I mean, if anything, the strongest thing that. Comedy Central has been able to say over the last five years has been its original programming. Besides its uh, comedy specials? Yeah. I mean, everything that's great on that on that network right now is the original programming. It's Broad City. It's Key and Peele. It's... Drunk uh, History. It's uh, Amy Schumer. It's Drunk History. It's... Yep. It's... Yeah. It's all of them. It's, original programming, yeah. It's all their original shows. It's like they've been firing all, on all cylinders right there. Whereas you have, you know, poor Trevor Noah trying to pick up where Jon Stewart left off, it's not his fault, but it is kind of a struggle. It's so people probably aren't watching film. this version of The Daily Show, and then Larry uh, Larry Wilmore's uh, Nightly, Nightly show, show does okay, but I don't think it's nearly in the same league as Colbert was. No. And so, yeah, it's like, it's not their fault that their late-night stuff is squandered a little, and it's also not their fault that frickin' South Park is ancient now. Uh, they still watch it, but it's just, it's so, it's been around. Yeah, but also their episodes are cut to like 13. Yeah. And they do the half seasons as well. Yeah, and so it's well, not they do for six weeks and It's then not consistent weeks. enough for them to have that as their breadwinner anymore. Yeah. There used to be a time where you could say South Park was the thing on Comedy Central. That time has passed. Do you think uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone know it? I think they do. I think that they know that it's not necessarily the hottest thing. It's kind of like how Fox must feel about The Simpsons, right? Yeah. Obviously, the execs at Fox know 
that The Simpsons is never going to be as important and it will never be their flagship show like it was in the 90s. They know that. But it's still around because it's their legacy. You know, it's it's a legacy show. Every network has their legacy show. And I think for, for Comedy Central, it's South Park. Yeah. They keep it around because it was their bread and butter. And it may not be their bread and butter anymore, but it means something to them. It's a symbolic gesture in a way. It's but, like Aqua Team Hunger Force for... Uh, yeah, for, uh, it was Adult for Swim. a while for, for Adult, Adult Swim. Swim. Now yeah. that's over too. But yeah, but yeah it, exactly. It's like... And so I think that the, the, it's smart to appoint the dude who is the one fresh thing on the network. That he's bringing yeah. in fresh talent. To bring in more fresh talent. And I think this is a probably a good move. Yep. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, behind this. Well, Rochelle Gainless will still be around a, until September as a consultant. But after that, um, then she's uh, out of the picture. Okay. Well, hopefully she moves on to something else, maybe a different, maybe a, a sister network or something. I'd go with TBS if I were her. <laughs> is that, that, that could use is that a sister network. They're not related. No, but that, <laughs> that could use some uh, original programming. Oh, I was going to send her to Nickelodeon and fix that shit. Oh. Holy, <laughs> holy crap, that's a da- disaster from yeah. what I understand. Yep. Nothing sticks over there anymore. It's like they can't, they can't get animation to work anymore. They can't get uh, the teen shows working. From yeah, what I understand is Nickelodeon's not in a good spot. In a, not in a good spot right now. Nope. They're getting but, killed by Disney and Cartoon Network. And currently Netflix, because yeah, on June tenth, Voltron comes to Netflix. You're not as excited as I'm I. Not am. nearly as excited. I have no, no nostalgia, no connection to Voltron. It's my Power Rangers before Power Rangers. I was going to say Power Rangers was my Power Rangers. Power Rangers was your Power Rangers, but <laughs> Voltron was that before Power Rangers, which then got semi-replaced by Beetleborgs, so I realized that was shit after two Beetle- seasons. You had, to, you had to watch two seasons of Beetleborgs to realize you didn't want to watch Beetleborgs? Well, then again, you were five, so... Well, also, there's only two seasons of Beetleborgs. <laughs> that helps. That certainly helps. I, yeah, that's kind of like, like I, well, never mind. I was I was gonna make fun of of your affection for Digimon. I still have that affection. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> Anyways, I guess you like off-brand things. Um, I don't like the off-brand thing. It's like my, it's like I like Pepsi instead of Coke. Why can't you like both? One's too sweet. Yeah, Pepsi. I like it that way. Okay. <laughs> then we agree. I'm just saying that Coke is not bad because Pepsi is better. No. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. Pepsi is better. <laughs> I like Pepsi better, but that's. I'm also not saying that Coke is bad. I'm not like some people we know, which apparently can only like one. Anyways. They can't hear us. He's on the other side of the I world. Know. He's on. He's he's <laughs> elsewhere. I'll be joining him soon. <laughs> on my vacation. I desperately need this vacation. <laughs> By the way, I won't be here next yes, week. So, yeah, Mike, uh, you will not be here. I will probably... I'll discuss this later, but I won't be here Yeah, next I know, week. I know. Uh, but, yes, uh, so next week it'll just be me. Um, but, but we'll uh, figure that out. Um, I'll try to um, do the same format as best to best to the best of my ability, but it'll be me monologuing a lot. But. Or I'll just do it from the other side of the world. Uh, I'm try skyping you in. 
try. You could try it, but I don't know how reliable that will be. So. Well, I'll Skype you in to me. Oh, well, that's also a, that also could work. That could work. Okay. But oh, actually, wait, no. Uh, if I do, I would have to create a new Skype a, a Skype. Account. Oh, that's right, you got hacked. I, I, I freaking got <laughs> hacked, and it's asking me too many specific questions that I can't reactivate my account, <laughs> so I don't have a Skype account anymore. I'm gonna have to make a new one, but that shouldn't be that hard. Uh, I can even Skype you on the Xbox. We could. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, anyways. Anyways, um, stuff that isn't going away. Uh-huh. Well, actually, stuff that has been ordered. Fox has ordered 13 episodes. I'm oh, sorry, we're in the renewed and die section. Okay, cool. So, Fox has ordered 13 episodes of Seth MacFarlane's new pilot. Okay. It is a live-action dramedy. All right. Set in outer space. What? That's all the information we have. Okay, I was on board until you said space. I don't know how I feel about this because, first of all, full disclosure, I'm not usually a fan of what self Seth MacFarlane creates. However, him doing a dramedy is kind of promising because I feel like he's at his best when he's actually writing jokes and not just references. Right. So... If it's in a if it's if he's if he's writing is constrained where he actually has to write I don't know a story, then maybe maybe <laughs> it might be okay. So maybe it'll be all right. But space though, yeah, I don't know. I don't know on a spaceship, on maybe a planet. Spaceship? Is this just live action Futurama? Like what is this thing? That's all the information we have. Live right. action dramedy set in outer space. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out. Uh, find out 2017 or 2018. We okay, don't know. so who knows when that thing's coming out. But one thing we do know, uh-huh. Netflix, they keep ordering new shows Okay. based off of movies. Of course they this do. This one's no exception. All right. 2014 uh, Peabody Award winner, Dear White People. All right, yes. Uh, based on the film of the same name, has ordered, Netflix has ordered 10 episodes okay. called Dear White People. Sure, I could see that adapt. Being adapted to a television Coming, show. Coming uh, to your Netflix early 2017. And CBS has ordered another season of Criminal Minds. Making that a 12th season, everybody. 12 wow. seasons of Criminal Minds. It's a lot of Criminal Minds. However, it's spin-off show Criminal Minds uh, Without Borders. <laughs> or whatever it's called. Sure. Still no word on that. Doctors Without Borders. Yes. Borders Unlimited. Barnes Noble. Basically. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, FX has got a real hard on for Brian Murphy. <laughs> okay. Um, they just produced uh, the anthology series American Criminal? Right. Uh, American Crime, Crime Story. Story. Yes. The, the People yes. vs. O.J. Simpson. Right. Well, now he's going to do another anthology series uh-huh. called Feud. Feud? Feud. Is it Family Feud? It is Celebrity <laughs> Feuds. <laughs> it is Celebrity Feuds. This Celebrity uh, Family Feud? No. Oh. Just Celebrity Feuds. <laughs> and this first one will focus on the rivalry of Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. Thank you. And Bette Davis. Betty Davis. Bette Davis. Betty. Yes, I'm Betty Davis. <laughs> uh, played by Jessica Lange and Sarah- Susan Sarandon, respectively. Okay, sure. 
That checks out. It's all right casting. Yeah. Although I look on the IMDb page for Susan Sarandon. Yeah. She looks old. So who would you rather have as Betty Davis? I don't know. Amanda Seyfried? She's got the eyes. Gina Davis. <laughs> they're, they're not related I, I know and I don't care <laughs> still still okay well cool I guess I don't know that I I have zero interest in that that's okay <laughs> not, not a whole lot of people do have interest well there might be some interest in it I don't know but I'm looking it up right now and Matt, we might have to ring the bell here. Ding. Why? Um, I currently have no deaths for this week. Okay, good. Let's move on then. Yep. I currently have nobody deaths. That's great news. I'm sorry. There are deaths. Sorry. Uh-oh. There's one. <sighs> it is George R. R. Martin. Wait, that's not true. No, but he has published a new chapter in The Winds of Winter, so I'm sure someone died. Oh, my God. Okay, let's move on <laughs> to Musica. And we have a lot to talk about music. Holy crap. Um, I have a couple of reviews, but we'll do the news first. All right. So, news. Yeah. Last week we talked about Dessert Trip. Desert Trip. Yes. I would love Dessert Trip. So, Desert Trip. This is not that. Uh, <laughs> after, apparently, after we announced Desert Trip, or they announced Desert Trip last yep. week, they then immediately announced a second weekend was added. And no one is surprised. No one is surprised. I think we even called it. I mean, I don't know if we did, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, that thing's going to be super popular, so it makes sense for them to spread it out. Well, spread it out as much as they want. It's still sold out in a matter of hours. Uh, it took only minutes to sell out general admission and a total of five hours to sell out every ticket available. Man. For both weekends. That's crazy. So apparently people ponied up all that cash. They have all ponies. that cash. No pennies. <laughs> and this is a great segue to Mega Trainer. Because uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Mega Trainer released her new music video called Me Too. And then it was immediately taken down. Right, but it was by Megan Trainer. By Megan Trainer, and apparently. Oh, the reason thought, was... Oh, I thought you were going to take this. Well, I don't know. It's your news. I oh, know this, though. Yes. I, I heard about this. The news is that Megan Trainer watched the video that was online uh, and then pulled it because she was digitally photoshopped to look skinnier in the music video. So, yeah, we're getting to the point where it's not just uh, magazine covers anymore. It's not just pictorials. It's not just billboards these are not just pictures that are getting noticed now apparently these are happen these things are happening to videos which is kind of crazy like i guess it's i could see it being possible but well i know they do like facial reconstruction mm-hmm. for for actors so i guess it wouldn't be too it wouldn't be off. too out of the question to do yeah but still, it's like... But still, this is the girl who sang all about that bass. Yeah, it's like Megan Trainer. I mean, is very, I mean, very confident. And about, very vocal. About her body. And so the very fact that somebody would think that this would be necessary kind of goes against the whole Megan Trainer vibe. Right. And so it makes a lot of sense for her to be like, uh, no, I'm not putting my name on this thing. I'm not letting this go out if I'm not myself. And hey, yeah, more power to her. I mean, 
the artist should have control of those mm-hmm. things. It's her body. It should be her choice what how it's portrayed. Yeah. Uh, she said in a tweet that she was going to put up comparisons uh, between her uh, two music videos um, later in the afternoon. I don't know. Let me see here. No. I don't find it. We don't need yeah. to find it. But no. But yeah. I mean... Yeah, it should be. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not really even sure how this happened. I mean, ideally, she should have like the final final say on this, on the cut of this video, unless it went up when she wasn't expecting it to, right? I mean, no, seems odd. All right, let's move on. Uh, images. Well, embarrassing. Oh, there you go. Okay, I see. Yeah. So it's it looks like the le- right is the actual, left is the. This is terrible radio. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, I don't think... uh, Yeah, yeah, I I agree with Megan Trainor here. I think she made the right call. I think there is absolutely nothing wrong with Megan Trainor's body. No. Also, that's pretty bad. uh, Photoshopping. photoshopping. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no. uh, Good call for Megan because that's good. That's That's, a good call. That's a good idea. And yeah, but that's scary, though. It sets a weird precedent. Like, how many videos... How many producers of videos are already doing this, you know? Well, look... I saw on 60 Minutes like two weeks ago. I mean, I was at my parents' house. Yeah. Apparently, they have live VR technology where you can mimic someone else's facial attributes and huh. voice tone in like a live video conference call. Oh, okay. That could be. That could be interesting technology. That could be scary. Yes. Yes, it could. Uh, did you see what uh, Fox is doing with the the Simpsons? No. He's doing that live. Oh, I saw that motion capture thing where Dan Castellaneta is going to answer live questions, but there's only like three. They can only do three minutes because there's only that many like different animations that Elmer can do live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, but that's kind of related in a way, but not really. So let's move on. <laughs> You, what I, else I in music you know. news? Music news. Um, is that, or is that it for news? Is kind it, of news. Yeah, the other two things are the albums. So do we want to just talk about the albums? Well, let's talk about Radiohead first. Have news yes, for that as so, well. Yes. So yes, Radiohead uh, made news last week. We talked about how they had completely removed themselves from the internet, and the theory was this was because. It was leading up to something. Sure enough, it was. They released a, sing- a single, uh, Burn the Witch, uh, which ended up being the first of their new album, the first track off their mm-hmm. new album. They also, since uh, since our podcast, released a second single, Called uh, Daydreaming, Daydreaming. Um, which is the second track. Yep, they also um, released the music video for Daydreaming, Yes, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, or because, B.T. Anderson. Because, yeah. Because what else is he doing lately? Because, yeah. Um, I fear he's the director of Punch Drunk Love. Uh, among other things. Among other things. Uh, the Master as well. Yeah. Uh, and he did also do um, There Will Be Blood. I believe that was him. Yes. Yes, I believe that is him. Yes. So, you know, very artsy director. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did Daydreaming. Very fitting for Radiohead. Yes. And they, they're similar in a lot of ways. If you don't want to watch uh, Daydreaming on your laptop, you can watch it in theaters. Oh, okay. Yes, uh, I've heard this. It was being distributed specific yes, theaters. Yes, specifically to theaters who yeah. have 35mm projection, right. like uh, Draft House in Alamo, uh-huh. 
Draft, like the Alamo Draft House. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the draft house in Alamo. The Alamo. I mean, draft there might house. also be a draft house in the Alamo. Yes. But we're talking about the Alamo draft house. Yes, they have thirty-five million million projections. There's also one in L.A., one in Chicago, and mm-hmm. one in New York that will be showing um, in in full daydreaming the music video before an unspecified movie. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyways, Radiohead's new album is called A Moon-Shaped Pool. Yes, A Moon-Shaped Pool. <laughs> so uh, I have a question for you. I'm, I'm going to buy their other album, A Sun-Shaped Pool. <laughs> that is different Pokemon. <laughs> um, did you see I retweeted... Um, one of, uh, one of the, the girls in the band that I follow, um, uh, Sadie from Speedy Ortiz made a Twitter joke about combining Pokemon Sun and Moon in this album. I retweeted that because I thought it was pretty good. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, no, I was going to ask you, um, so you don't strike me as the kind of person who would be into Radiohead, but I'm just curious. I'm a creep. <laughs> Are you? That's basically all Radiohead I know and need to know. That that answers my question. So you have you're not familiar with their catalog? No, not creep. Yep, non creep. I'm not a Tom York head. <laughs> or I'm oh, sorry, they call themselves Tom Yorkies. I, <laughs> I don't know actually. I don't think they do. Okay, but they should. <laughs> but they should. <laughs> you're totally right. Um, so my relationship with Radiohead is kind of. It's not complicated, it's just it's... Well, that's because that complicated with Avril Lavigne. Heh, <laughs> you're funny. Uh, they're not huge for me, or at least they haven't been. Um, I really, really, really like OK Computer, which is their 1997 album, uh, their most famous. I bet if I played you a song, you'd be rec- you'd recognize at least one of the tracks. Okay. Um, because it was pretty ubiquitous for its time. It was also very important for its time. So that was pretty much my touchstone when it comes to radio, Radiohead. It's like, that's the album of theirs that I like, that I know uh, the rest of their catalog I wasn't, wasn't too familiar with. I think I had tried getting into their later stuff, especially uh, their 2000 album, Kid A, was because it's massively critically applauded. Like, you look up on, like, you know, lists of, like, albums in the 2000s, it's always number one, you know? This is the kind of thing that is, like, supposedly really important. And so I think I tried listening to it a while ago, probably four or five years ago. Didn't click with me. But thinking about it today, I think in a lot of cases... So, so, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. So I tried the new album last night. I listened to it with that context going in. And here's the weird thing. So I liked it a lot. Ooh. So... What I'm what I started to do today while I was at work is I tried some catch up. So what I did is to get context to for Radiohead pre OK Computer, I actually listened to their album from nineteen ninety five, The Benz. And so I got context for that part of their career. Then I re listened to Kid A and it was like listening to it with completely new ears. And so I was thinking about it. And I think I've come to a conclusion about music taste. I think music taste is like your taste buds. Where I think that the more adventurous you get, 
and the more open-minded you are and the more things you absorb, whether it's things you eat or things you listen to, I think your tastes expand. And I think things that you wrote off before when you were younger, you're not just writing off because you're younger, but I think you're also writing it off because you don't have the context for them and you just haven't familiarized yourself to them. So basically what I'm saying is, when I was 15, you couldn't get me to eat broccoli. 26-year-old me freaking loves broccoli. I ordered that too. <laughs> and I can say the same thing. About 20-year-old me did not get Kid A. 26-year-old me, totally into it. Okay. So I think that, I guess the lesson that I learned today is that you being open-minded about music is really a, is, is really cool because you can come back to something or you can experience a new thing and it, it, you can ex like experience it with like like I said with new ears and so I'm really trying to take that approach with stuff now because I used to be very like oh no I don't want I don't want the later period radiohead stuff because they ditched the guitars it's not guitar music I'm a guitar music guy and for the most part I am but what I've noticed is, yeah, if you expand your sound palette, you do end up liking more things than you think you will. Um, and I think one of the reasons why um, Radiohead chose to get away from the guitar sound, I now understand, because listening to the bends, it was a very, I don't want to call it generic, but it sounded like a 90s grunge it sounded like a, like a 90s grunge album. In the 2000s? No, no, no. This was 95. Oh, 95. Uh, and so it's like, and there wasn't really back then, besides some really awesome riffs, like at the end of a couple of the songs, there wasn't a whole lot separating them from like Pearl Jam, you know? They were very of their era. And so I see why they distanced themselves from that sound. I see, and now I have an even more appreciation for OK Computer because it was their turning point where they realized we there are so many other instruments that are are <laughs> what uh, go ahead finish <laughs> Bang the the audio oh so one hour so we're at the one hour mark of our audio podcast right and apparently one hour ago right as we started our podcast <laughs> the assassin's creed trailer dropped all right well <laughs> Maybe we'll watch that live in a sec, but maybe I'm gonna finish this up. Yes. Anyways, so anyways, we expand uh, music taste, but so yeah, you, I, I, to this it stuff. made me think all about it a lot. So anyways, uh, back to the the new album. Yes, I liked it a lot. Um, it's 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 a very moody album. It's a very personal album, which is uh, from what I understand not the norm for them. They're not usually Tom York's lyrics are very uh, very rarely about personal experience. Um, so this this is unique in that way. It's also kind of interesting because I guess two of the tracks, the uh, opener and the closer, are tracks that have existed in their repertoire in their live shows for years and are finally appearing on a proper album and recorded, like, recording. So in a way, uh, there's actually a lot of uh, hubbub going on that this is possibly a final album for them because it definitely seems like it's mm. tying up some loose ends it feels like a act of finality so don't be surprised if we hear you know 
like that they're done pretty soon. Uh, I mean, that being said, though, if they are, that's like a forty-year career. Uh, no, 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 thirty. No, no. Yeah. Uh, twenty. You're, you're 25 right now. 28, 28-ish or so. Uh, their, uh, it seemed like their first major album, Pablo Honey, was 93. Okay. So we're like 28 or 3-ish, 24 Alright, so 23-ish. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, so still, still, that's pretty yeah. good. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, if you aren't familiar with Radiohead, I don't know if this will do you any favors. But... Do what I did. Give it a try. You might be surprised with what you like, uh, but it's very, it's it's quality. There's a lot of real awesome like. It's, re- it's really hard to describe. I- I'd say if you have any curiosity about it, dig into their catalog because there's a lot there to find and very seminal works in uh, in music. And I said so. this is only on Groove. So right now, um, this album is available on iTunes, it's available on Apple Music, it's available on, uh, I think it's probably on Tidal, and I think you can get it on Pandora, and yes, it's on Groove Music, Microsoft. no Spotify. Well, not, it is not Not, on Spotify at the moment. If you go on... I think Friday, for New Music Friday? Maybe, because if you go on to um, Spotify, onto the Radiohead page, it says straight up on the top that they're working on trying to get... Okay, so, so they are aware. It's the same thing. Remember when Taylor Swift pulled all her stuff? Yeah. Spotify had that thing on Taylor Swift page. It's like, we're trying to get her catalog back. Nothing ever happened, but I bet that still is there. Okay. It, they, that's the thing that they put whenever they, they are trying to get something back. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, check it out if you're at all curious. Um, okay. And you also listen to someone else. Yeah, uh, okay, so... Yeah, I see you, you put here in the notes. One, you actually added notes this week. Yeah, yes, yes You know how to do it. Support Two, it you add drink, use, comma, ugh. <laughs> All right, so, so Drake, uh, <laughs> I have a strange relationship with Drake. Doctor Strange? Uh, no, oh. unfortunately, there's no science fiction involved in this one. Uh, so Drake, I like Drake uh, most of the time. I think he's a pretty decent rapper. I think he makes some catchy pop songs. Uh, I think that he is an interesting uh, individual. Not as fascinating as Kanye, but getting there. Um, But his music, and by his music I mean his albums, aren't the most consistent things in the world. And so Views, his next proper album, not to be confused with his mixtape, which was, if you're reading this, it's too late. And his other mixtape, the one he did with Future. Um, and not to be confused with Views from the Six, which is right, no longer a former thing. former name of this. So this is supposed to be a proper Drake album. Now, there's certain things you expect from a proper Drake album. One of them is you expect, apparently, none of the radio singles to be on it. That was true until uh, this week where One Dance hit top of the Billboard charts. Yes, remember how I said that designer had a number one before drake did yeah no longer the case uh well i mean still the case yes designer still got it first but drake finally got his number one this week yeah, 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 uh, yeah one dance is number one which is good because it's catchy i like that song uh anyways uh but the album is another story so uh in 2011 uh drake's take care uh his first or second proper album 
was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it, it's the thing that got me into Drake. Uh, it's very moody. It was very like a personal kind of uh, a bunch of vignettes about Drake's life, and it had you know Nicki Minaj cameos, Rihanna cameos, names anybody and everybody was on that uh, that album. It was really good. Long established Drake's affinity for very lengthy albums, but it was quality. Uh, back back and forth. Um, then a couple years ago, he released um, shoot. Nothing was the same, uh, which was kind of similar in style to take care. But what they, he didn't necessarily get down was, again, the consistency. It had a weird mix of ballads, pop songs, and, like, Drake trying to act hard. I mean, that's where you put your uh, started from the bottom, <laughs> uh, which doesn't always work. Um so that's when I kind of felt like, uh, maybe Drake doesn't get this album thing. And, well, let's just say Views confirms that. It's not a great album. It's very, very, it's too overlong. The style is there. Uh, his main man, producer, uh, 40, uh, Noah Shabib, but he goes by 40 as his nickname, um, is still there in full force. He's definitely making the Drake sound still. It's a very, very specific sounding album still. Um, and yeah, uh, it's, but yeah, it just takes forever. It's kind of boring. There are the, the best parts of that album are the pop songs because of course, cause that's what Drake does good yeah. now. Drake's, I, I think Drake's gonna Taylor Swift. Drake is, <laughs> all right, all right. Drake is doing what Taylor Swift did and go pop. Not really though. Well, he should. If you think about it, Drake's first single was a pop song. Yeah. Remember, uh, find, find your love. Yeah. It was Drake's first single. It was a freaking pop song. Drake was a pop singer before he was a rapper, basically. Uh, I mean, if you ask Drake that, he'd probably deny it. But Views <laughs> is him going so far in that direction. I can only remember, like, one song where he raps. There's so much singing on this album. Okay. But, yeah, One Dance is good. Uh, Hotline Bling is a bonus track. Yeet. Still good. Um, there, But, yeah, those are the most memorable parts of the entire album. Uh, there's one song, a song he does duet with Rihanna. It's pretty okay, but it's like it's just not consistent. It's it takes forever to get through, and yeah, I think Drake missed the mark with this one. I think, uh, I think Life of Pablo is the better rap record this year. Uh, Ooh, well, well, we still have to wait for Chance Three. Yeah, we'll see what Chance does, uh, and we'll see you know how this the rest of this pans out, but. But yeah, uh, Drake did not follow through with views, and it's pretty. It's a pretty. It was a pretty disappointing listen for me. On uh, so we can view this on title, and so this Apple Music. Oh, sorry, Apple this Music. This is on right? Apple Music. This was an Apple Music uh, exclusive. Yes. I, uh, I was able to listen to it on, on Groove Music, uh, through some finagling. Right. Uh, they won't let you stream it, but they will let you download it and then listen to it. Okay. If you're a past member. Weird. So yeah, it's just a weird, probably a legal thing, a legal roundabout way of doing it. But yeah, uh, so yeah, listen to that if you uh, feel like it. That'll be actually be on Spotify this Friday. They confirmed, so okay. that'll go wider. Uh, let's talk about video games. All right, so let's get to the meat of this podcast now. <laughs> Thank God, because holy crap, this is already really long. Uh, what do you normally have an hour ten? Okay. All right, so and I've just been talking a lot. Yes. Well, you got a lot to say about uh, uh, Radiohead. Yeah, because, yeah, I did. Yep. 
games. So, um, video game wise, <laughs> video games. We have video games. We had a couple about. trailers. Uh, actually, so. yeah, yeah. Let's talk about news first, and then we can talk about the games we played because we played well, a lot. Yeah. So we played a lot, but let's get to the trailers yeah. first. Okay, trailers. Uh, well, I spelt that wrong. Wow. <laughs> Civilization. <laughs> so Civilization. Civilization Six trailer Civ is released. Six. Civ Civ Six. Thing. It exists. It's exciting. Yep. People like Civ. Yeah, they hate Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> no. But uh, from what I've heard, I've always been mean to get into Civ 5. Yeah, it's good. Apparently now I just get right into 6. I guess so. Uh, current uh, buzz about that is that it will be easy for new players and returning players All with right. new strategies involved, including uh, adding supports, which you couldn't do before. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Sounds all right. Uh, the trailer looks pretty good. It's just an it's just an announcement trailer, no date yet. Okay. Unfortunately, but then again, this is far more information than we have on Half Life Three. Yeah. <laughs> if that's ever a thing. <laughs> also, uh, two trailers. Uh, we talked. I think we talked about Call of Duty Infinite last week. Infinite Warfare. Yep, we talked Infinite about the trailer Warfare? last week actually. Well. It's competitor dropped its trailer this week. All right. Okay. So Battlefield. Battlefield is it, getting a this is from Dice in World War One. Yep. This is Dice uh, going back in time. So let me ask you a World question. World War One. So yeah, let me ask you a question. If you were in charge of naming this product a Battlefield game set in World War One, what would you name it? Battlefield One. No, no, no. no. you're supposed to say what they did. You're supposed to have a better name because yes, yes, they called it Battlefield One. <laughs> I, it's a, it's an Xbox joke. I like, I like how Microsoft has now opened the floodgates for people to name things One. Yeah, like without without irony, like Battlefield One, not to be confused with Battlefield 1942, which is the first Battlefield game. Right. I think that's why they did it, actually. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I mean, but still, Battlefield... No, but if they were doing that, they would have named it Battlefield 19... What? 20... 11. 19, or whenever the, yeah. whenever the hell World War I happened. 1919. 19... No, no, it ended in 1919. 12? Yeah, 1912 to 1919. 1912? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if they were doing it that naming convention, that's how they would have done it. I would have called it Battlefield the Great War. The original name of World War One. Exactly right. Battlefield: The Great War, or Battlefield. Uh, no, or just say World at War, but that was a Call of Duty game. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's so many other options that they could have gone with instead of Battlefield One. Battlefield Tanks Galore. <laughs> Battlefield Blimps. <laughs> Mad Blimps. I don't know. Battlefield, Battlefield Trench Warfare. Battlefield colon. <laughs> Battlefield colon Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> and the entire soundtrack is written and performed by Pearl Jan... Wait, Franz Ferdinand. Battlefield colon Love Is. <laughs> a. Love Is a. Cindy Lauper soundtrack. Anyways. Battlefield Love. So yeah, Battlefield 1. So yeah, it Battlefield looks okay. I don't know. It looks kind of like they're taking too light of a tone for World War One though. Yep. Uh... World War One. It's like super violent. Never like it's really dark. But I don't know. 
Also, it's a lot grayer than World War Two is, so I don't know. Maybe. Seems like a weird choice for a video game. Um, what else? So, let's talk about uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Why? Because apparently <laughs> everyone hates it. Uh, is this about the, the stupid YouTube like dislike thing? Yeah. Okay, it doesn't matter. Nope, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Because... I read dislikes and likes on YouTube the same way that I read comments on YouTube. One, I don't. And two, the only people who are ever going to dislike a vi- like like or dislike a video are the people who, you know, are pissed about something yeah. or trying to prove a point by doing it. And so it's probably just a bunch of internet trolls that all decided to gang up on that thing. Yeah... It does. It's still gonna make money though. We don't need to focus. It's like we as like as media don't need to focus on that thing because it doesn't matter. It's like trailers exist. They are promotional tools for a video game. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. They're here to stay. You know, it's not. There's nothing we can do about it. Sure. Yes, people are probably fatigued by the fact that it's Call of Duty game. Whatever. You know, there's gonna be a Call of Duty game. There's just going to be. Right. You can but, do about it. Yeah, but this has no place in history. Unlike these other games. It's true. Thank you for the segue. Uh, <laughs> so, Video Game Hall of Fame. Yes, yeah. that is a thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, they just announced the 2016 winners. Okay. Because you could have voted on this. All right. Um, Little so, being inducted into the uh, Video Game Hall of Fame. All right. Agree or disagree? Okay, you read them and I'll say. Yep. Space Invaders. Yes. Yeah, that's important. Sonic. No. Sonic the Hedgehog. No. I don't care about the character uh, because I understand, yes, that the character has some resonance with people. And it did. Uh, it was the, And the fact that it's popular, that it was popular, was important for the early days of the Genesis against the Super Nintendo. I understand that. But go back and play Sonic the Hedgehog 1 in 2016 and tell me if that is a good video game. Not saying if it's good, just saying if it's important and deserves a Hall of Fame. I'm saying the character is important. I'm saying the game is not. Okay. So, no. I disagree with that choice. All right. Uh, the Sims. Yes. First Sims. Yes, that or belongs. the entire franchise. Yes, that belongs. No. no, actually, no. It's just the game, The Sims. I think that is very important, especially how successful that thing was. I think it has to be there. Legend of Zelda. Original. One. Yes. The first one that came out. Legend yes. of Zelda. Yes, very important. Yeah. And finally... GTA 3. Yes. We would not have the modern open world game if that game didn't exist. So yes, it's very important. Yep, those are your uh, five uh, ballot winners. Yeah, those. You know, I would swap Sonic for something else. Uh, Would you be disappointed if I said Pokemon Green and Red Uh, was on that list? I would and be. did not get I would in? be, yes. I believe Pokemon deserves that spot instead of Sonic. I think it's a better game, and I believe it is more important for the industry as a whole. Because, yeah, I don't care if on the heels of Sonic, the Genesis did better than Super NES initially did. Because eventually, the Super NES overtook it in sales anyways, and none of that groundswell mattered. So I don't think Sonic is as important as people want him to be. So you think Pokemon should have been because of the cultural impact. Because Pokemon, yeah. And I think it should have because yep. we just celebrated its 20-year anniversary. Yes, I agree. And it's just in, in every way I think Pokemon is more important than Sonic. 
It's so important. It released a trailer this week. All right, let's talk about some sun and or moon. S and M. Yes, let's talk about Rihanna's favorite Pokemon game. S and M. Yep. Uh, so the starters uh, were revealed. Yep. We have a grass type owl Rowlet. named Rowlet. We have a fire type cat named Litten. <laughs> you love that name. I love that name. It's so Litten. Um, and, and we, we our have water a water type seal. seal. A water seal, if you will. But not seal. Popolio! Which is a great name. No, no it's not Popolio. It's Poplio. Oh, is there no extra O? There is no extra O. Poplio. It's Poplio. Poplio is still a good name. However, I will still call it Polio. Polio? Can't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pick it. I'm going to choose a Polio. No. Actually, no. This might be the first game. I'm going to choose green. Grass type. To start out with. Yeah. Well, anyways. Yeah. Um... But yeah, Litten is a great name. Yeah. <laughs> but I will be starting with Rowlet. Because fire. Because grass, grass type. It's grass and flying. Because flying. And also and grass it's type. a little owl and his it's leaves. Adorable. It has leaves that look like a bow tie. So yeah, the other news that came out of this thing was that it, the um, the uh, region it takes place in is basically Hawaii. It is a tropical island with a volcano and people did some map matching up. And yeah, it looks like it's basically Oahu. So um, it looks like, yeah, the whole thing is a, a tropical location, including a gym leader who wears a uh, no shirt and a jacket. Yep. It's pretty cool. And uh, it looks like customization is back for your trainer. Uh, yes. There was a screenshot of skin color choice, which insinuates that there will be uh, customization just like there was in X and Y. Which is nice. Yeah, which is great. Uh, so, yeah, yep. uh, that's all we know so far, but uh, more information will probably come later. This year, yep. I'd assume, because uh, November 18th is the U.S. release date for the game. Yep. Uh, sorry, Matt. It's not trying to like you predicted. That's okay. I, I, I'm actually, I'm happier with Hawaii than China. You keep saying Hawaii, but I'd say Polynesian Islands. It, but like I said, so, somebody like basically matched up a the region map with a map of Oahu, and it matches all, uh, almost identically. Okay. So that's why they're pretty much pretty sure it's Hawaii. Oh, man. So the only question mark about it is whether that's the only island you have or whether there's several islands. Well, it also determines if you get surfer early or not. <laughs> yeah, or if there's boats or bridges or whatever. But Maybe a plane. Maybe you hop on a biplane to go to the other island. It, it or a helicopter I don't care tour. if it's a biplane or a transplane. Uh, or a <laughs> stopping you there. <laughs> stopping you right there, sir. Okay. All right, uh, is that it for the video game news? Nope, because we're going to go back to Disney. Oh, right, yes. Uh, and this is the end of Disney. So this is the sad news for the week. Uh, since we didn't have any actual deaths, I guess this is the sad news. This is our death. Um, so Tuesday afternoon, news hit that Dis well, Disney, first of all, had a uh, financial call in which they said that apparently stock had fallen fallen like super major and so somehow even though captain america made like shitload of money for them so things are not great in the house of the mouse right now financially so they're making some cuts and one of the first things to go is disney infinity uh this would be if you're not familiar disney's toys toys to life franchise that so far has had three installments uh with a bunch of toys Star Wars, Marvel, Lynx, Toy Story, you know, you Pixar name it. Pixar stuff. Every 
Disney franchise had its had its uh, connection to this thing. It had, I was assuming it was doing pretty well. Expansions were being released every once in a while, and they're even planning to do a, uh, a still, and they're still going to do a Finding Dory uh, pack and a um, and some some other pack. I forget what it is, but anyways, so it's not necessarily over. But what they're doing is they're canceling all future future iterations of the Disney Infinity label and will be ceasing their publishing arm. So basically what this means is that Disney franchises for now on will not be developed as video games in-house. Instead, all Disney video games will be licensed out to third parties. So yes, all your existing Disney products made by other publishers, including the EA Star Wars stuff, will still happen because this is not affected by this. However, any projects that were helmed by Disney-owned studios, such as Avalanche, the studio who is making Infinity, are done because Avalanche has shuttered. It's done. So everybody who worked there, uh, yep, we hope that they find jobs soon. Uh, It seems like companies are out on Twitter already uh, saying, hey, we're hiring. Come over to us if you just lost your job. So it looks like people are already... Send them to Square Enix. Yeah, send them to Square. Put them on Kingdom Hearts. How funny would that be? Yeah. But yeah, um, so yeah, so no more Disney Infinity. Um, I made sure to text uh, other Alex and let her know she was very disappointed by the news. Yes, I assume She's a big fan of Infinity, so I had to tell her. And Disney in general. So I had to tell her as soon as I learned, and she was not not pleased with that. But yeah, so uh, the good news, though, is that if you want those Disney Infinity toys, get them while they're hot. And while they're here, because so, yeah. soon those will become scarce commodities. So get them now if you want them. Uh, so yeah, yep. I guess uh, the theory behind uh, one of the reasons why this didn't work out for them was so Lego uh, put out their yeah, Lego, Lego Dimensions. Dimensions last year, and I guess the the market strate- strategists at the time had assumed that the market would just grow. <laughs> what actually happened was the market remained the same. So they were all eating from the same pie. Right. So basically, Lego took the additional market share that Disney was having. And so now Disney, Skylanders, Lego, and Nintendo. Amiibos. Yeah, are all basically eat, like have the same the same market. And so there's just too many. There's too many active competitors. There's too many hands. Too many competitors. Too much competition. And so it was just there's just not enough room for Disney to run the table like they were initially. Which is funny, because you think Disney would run yeah. the table. Yeah, I know. Out of all those companies, Disney should have been the one to win. And yet, here we are with Nintendo yeah, basically but, showing everybody how it's done. Yeah, but Nintendo has its own release strategy of, yeah. we have our own products, you're only going to get those products yeah. from us. When we do it, we're going to constrain the supply, just like they did with the Wii back in 07. Yep. Yep. They're smart. Yep. They yeah. know what they're they know doing. It works. Oh yeah, and uh, uh, last thing I don't, I didn't, uh, I saw this after I got off work today. Uh, Nintendo announced today that they are dropping the price of the 2DS. It will be now eighty dollars, seventy nine ninety nine. So under a hundred for the first time ever. So if you need your uh, 3DS games in a 2D form and you don't mind a weird red look brick thing in your hands, get a 2DS. It's only eighty bucks. Or if you have a kid and want to teach them yeah. old school video games, yeah. 2DS. That's fun. Also, uh, the third style savvy game is actually confirmed to come to the U.S. 
I'm Ooh, excited. What? Don't care. I'm excited. Sonic Savvy is uh, one is a really good game. Uh, sure. <laughs> it is. It's a it's a clothing game where you like choose clothing for people in your clothing store. Yeah. All right. You know what? We're at one thirty. I think yeah. we should call it. Yeah, <laughs> very funny. We that, still have to talk about games you play. So we have one, two, three reviews. Yep. Well, two reviews and one half review. Well, one's a beta, so I guess it's not really a review. Not the one I was talking about, but okay. Oh, well, that works too. <laughs> so let's talk with the beta then. All right, so Overwatch. I played some Overwatch. This uh, is uh, Blizzard's uh, foray into the multiplayer shooter. shooter. Yes. So imagine... On consoles, by the way, yes, consoles. Consoles and PC. Yes, and PC. Uh, so this thing, it's a hero-based multiplayer shooter, but before you tune out after you heard the words hero-based, think more Team Fortress, less MOBA. This is not a MOBA. In fact, all the modes are very uh, Team Fortressy, very multiplayer shootery. There's, uh, like... They're the, very cartoony as there's well. There's capture points, there's defend you know bases there's uh move a supply from one end of the map to the other it's very multiplayer shooter things where the hero units come in is that there's three different tiers of heroes and then each tier has five different heroes to choose from and each one of these heroes has unique abilities and this could range from the gun the type of gun they use it can range from special things they can do like climbing up walls or doing double jumps or special abilities like teleporting or shooting homing ice missiles and stuff like that so each of these characters has a unique strength and weakness and so when you are starting a match the game encourages your team to balance amongst yourselves using a variety of team members so instead of everybody being the sniper for example the game will let you know hey no one in your team is a sniper you should probably be a sniper. And so it automatically tries to balance the teams like that, which is really cool, just like a MOBA would. So the actual game is a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, you played some of it too. Yeah. Um, and, so, and yeah, it's, it's very quick. It's, uh, it controls real well. Um, the uh, characters are really easy to learn. Um, there's really deep uh, training uh, in the beta even so you can learn have time to kind of learn all the moves and yeah and uh, the, so far the multiplayer community is actually kind of friendly they're not super rude this is no call of duty and so yeah it's 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 a good time to get in on it uh, while it's in beta the game actually comes out in a couple weeks right. uh, but if you cannot wait uh, download the beta right now it's free and give it a try you'd probably like it more than you think well the beta was supposed to last until May 9th but it's been extended to May 10th. Oh. It's no longer an open beta. Okay. Wait a minute. So it's done today? It's done done yesterday. Oops. Well, uh, if you're hearing this, it's too late. (laughs) (laughs) The open beta is closed. Oh, okay. However, like you said, if you want to wait a couple weeks... The game uh, will be out. uh, The game launches on May 24th. Uh, It's in two weeks. Yeah. So... From, so from what we've played of it, if you like shooters, you're probably going to like this. Yeah, I can see. It's, I, it's very shooter-friendly. There's a lot of different uh, characters to yeah. choose from for different play styles. Yeah. I could re- I could see this as being the next, like, 
multiplayer zeitgeist on consoles. Like Team Fortress kind of Well, I mean, Team Fortress never really hit it big on consoles. But kind of like how Rocket League was for a little bit. Yeah. Everybody was playing Rocket League. This is going to be that. I think there's going to be a period of time after everybody finishes Uncharted uh, where everybody's playing Overwatch. Yeah. And I, I think that, yeah. I mean, it's a lousy name. I think it's a confusing name. I think there's too many games out right now that have similar sounding names. But that being said, it's a it's a quality one. So, yeah, check out. Check out Overwatch when that comes out. Okay. I mean, like Overwatch, Watch Dogs. Battleborn. Battleborn. Battle Cry. Far Cry. <laughs> Cry Me a River. Cry Me a River is right. And. Oh, we didn't talk about the Justin Timberlake sing- single in uh, music. There is a new Justin Timberlake single. Uh, I did not relay this because it will come out when the Trolls movie comes out right. later this summer. Ew. And I'll talk about it then. All right, fine. We'll talk about the Trolls then, later. Yeah. Trolls, trolls as in trolls dolls, not yeah. like garden yes. gnome trolls or, or internet trolls or internet trolls or, <laughs> or f- trolls from Frozen. Yeah, not to be confused. Yes, don't be confused. There are different types of trolls out there. Know which ones are your friends. So we also played. Yeah. Uh, so you turned me on to this game. Right. Uh, so the Nintendo Direct premiered a couple weeks ago. I saw this game uh, called Pocket Card Jockey. Uh, I was watching it on mute. I saw yeah. it come up. I was like, yeah. "Oh, it's like you're, you're it's a card game, but you're also doing horse racing." Yeah, interesting. Yeah, maybe I'll keep an eye on it later. So, so, so I did. I forgot about it. So yes. and I usually do. Yes. Until Matt, <laughs> uh, we jogged my memory. Uh-huh. So, you like solitaire. I do like Solitaire. I like Solitaire games of all shapes and sizes. This one's no exception. So, yeah. Uh, so, this game's... Um, this game's kind of crazy. Because you don't know what you're really getting into until you get into it. Because initially, it tells you, Hey, this is a horse racing game where you play Solitaire. And so your first thought is, oh, okay, it sounds pretty simple. I'm just going to play a game of solitaire, and my horse is going to ri- go fast as, if I do well. Right? That's how I thought it was going to be. That's what you think it's going to be, until you do your first race. Then all of a sudden, the game turns into something very different. And so... It turns into high-low. They figured out a way... Well, no, besides... I mean, that's still solitaire. It's just tripeak solitaire. Yes. It's just a variant of solitaire. If you're not familiar with tripeaks, it's basically, you have a card... You can choose a card to remove off your screen that is either one or one below or one above your current card. Um, so, and the goal is to remove all the cards. Correct. So yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah. Initially, you just think it's like, oh, I'm just gonna do this solitaire game, and there just happens to be a horse race. There just happens to be horse race themed trappings happening right now. Not necessarily the truth. The game actually does try to put in horse racing in one of the more most convoluted ways possible. And it somehow works. <laughs> it somehow works beyond all understanding. The tutorials take forever. I wanted to kill that dog. Yes. Uh, I just, think it's a horse, actually. Is that a horse? I don't even know what that thing is supposed to be. Whatever that thing is supposed to be. It's annoying. It talks too much. All the dialogue in this game goes on way too long 
some of it's funny, but it's like it overstays its welcome. It's charming, but it's like I just wanted to get back to the game, I guess. Yes. So it didn't really click with me. So the game, yeah, tries to put in. It tries to create a story mode. Elements of a horse race into your solitaire game, and this manifests in two ways, or three ways technically. Yeah. There's a little start mini game where you get a better start if you get a, a special card in the last row of your screen. And then the second thing is you are able to reposition your horse into what's called its comfort zone. And your proficiency at the first round of solitaire will determine how close you get to said comfort zone. Then from there on, you actually have to use your stylus to navigate your horse using the energy gained to put it in a more comfortable position so it gains even more energy. Then the last thing it tries to do is when you're set on the final stretch, um, yeah, like the last stretch of the race, you then it basically then turns into an actual horse racing set yes. where you are moving around horses in, in front of you and you are using the equivalent of like of whips i guess you could say i don't know what exactly you're doing to the horse to make him go faster but you're making the horse go faster and trying to finish up the race in the best way possible if you win you get the prize money and you get to go to the next the next better like the better race in your in your future in your career if you lose, you don't get the prize money, and um, you go to a different race as a result. So it's kind of almost like a Star Fox. It kind of reminded me of Star Fox 64's path, pathing, because uh, depending on your success, you go one way up the tree, and your failure, you go the other way down the tree. <laughs> so the game seems complicated, and that all probably made no sense to you as listener. Yes. But when you actually play it after the first few races, you get it, it all clicks, and then you cannot stop playing. Yes. I don't know if we said this, it is only on the Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, it's, on, it's the 3D, it's 3DS right now. I think in Japan it's also on mobile phones, but it's not mobile here. Yes. So, but yes, um but the good thing about this game yeah. is that there is a free trial. Yes. I highly suggest you download this free trial it's a pretty and pretty lengthy demo. Yeah. Uh, all things said, it's also only seven bucks, so really, barely, it barely costs anything. Yes. So if you compare it to like a Pokemon or a new game yeah. that comes out like thirty-five or something. Yeah, yes. it's an interesting concept. It takes uh, you know some time to grasp, but once you get it, it's really addictive. I couldn't put it down for the first few days. The only reason why I have since is because my uh, 3DS is charging. Uh, but yeah, it's like I it's 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 really good. It's, yep. It has some extra layer of like, of kind of light RPG stuff. You can level up your horse. You can teach it skills. Um, you can even mate your benefits. horses together. And yes, you can breed. You can breed horses. I still have to see the result of my breeding. Uh, I bred my fire horse with one of my um, strongest early contenders, so I have to see how that turned out. I bred Bojack Horseman with Scarlet. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> I need to see how that turned out. <laughs> yeah, so I named my fire. I told you, I named my fire, my fire horse, Flaming Mojito. Flaming Mojito. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's yeah. a fun one. Um, so yeah, look look for that if you have a 3ds. Yep. Uh, 
We probably explained that very terribly, <laughs> but trust us, like it is I, a fun game. Yeah, like I said, though, it's it's I think it's 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 a thing that you have to play yourself. Yes, play that demo. That sounds, demo will sell you. It sounds like a beast. As soon as you finish that demo, it will make it'll, it'll, like you want to play more. You yeah. want to actually buy the game, it, which is exactly what I did. And it's I downloaded it late, and I think okay, I'll just play this for an hour. Next no. thing I know, it's like four hours later. I'm like, shit, I finished the demo. <laughs> yep. I finished the demo, and now I need to sleep. But first, let me yeah. buy this. So yeah. the first, let me actually spend money on this because I want to play this more. Yep. Yep. All right, cool. That's Pocket Card Jockey. Eight bucks, 3DS store, free demo. Try it. And lastly, we have the big yes. hitter. Okay, so Tuesday, May 10th was Uncharted 4's day. So let's talk about Uncharted 4. Um... That game's good. That game looks amazing. Uh, so I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it because I want to probably finish that game before I do a full a full report. That's why I did a question mark on the review. Yeah. So, so far I'm about, I want to say, I feel like I'm about three or four hours in. Uh, a lot of stuff has happened. Um, it's very story heavy. There's a lot of cutscenes, but they are done in a way that's so much better than any of the previous games did it. Uh, if you at all liked the Uncharted games, especially two, then it's a no-brainer. You have to own this. It already plays beautifully. It already has shocked me. It's already done all the nice things that Uncharted games are supposed to do. It is a action roller coaster ride like they haven't made in a while. And so if you, say, are a relatively new PS4 owner, you got the Uncharted collection and tore through the first three games... You have to own this. It's 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 one easily one of the best looking video games I've seen on a console. Um, it's it like it plays like the good Uncharted. Like it plays like two did, and not that three wasn't bad. I'm a three like or good. Like I was a three apologist. A lot of people were too harsh on that game. I liked three a lot, but this definitely recalls the tight feel of two and the set pieces of two and it feels less like a video game trying to be an action movie and more like an action movie that just happens to be a video game mm. it's real good so yeah check yeah, that out i've seen you play it looks real good yeah it definitely does it looks good um it, the story points are on point yes the writing is on point. It's really good. It's it's be let's just put it this way. It is better directed and written than probably most dramas on television right now. Well, you know, most dramas <laughs> don't take a three a, a what is it? Eight month delay to come out. Right. It's clearly so this, this game is, was supposed to come back in yes. October of last year. Yeah. Clearly this is a labor of love and I'm glad. And boy that did they, they put some it love in because it. Because it's just yeah, it's it's definitely everything I wanted it to be already and I'm not even probably halfway through. Um so yeah, uh check definitely if you have a PS4, uh pick this game up. You will not regret it. Unless of course you don't like the Uncharted games. And then I would have to question your um your upbringing, but that's another story. So yeah I'm gonna laugh if you get to the end, get to the twist, just like throw your controller at the wall. <laughs> End up hating the game. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, one of my least favorite thing, bad habits that the Uncharted series has is having a dumb thing in Act 3. And I don't mean, like, the third, like, like chapter. I mean, like, like 
narratively in Act yeah. 3, like the end of the game. Because 1 and 2 have the dumbest twists in, like, some of the dumbest twists in video game history. And they still are good games. But holy crap, though, the dumb supernatural twists that those games take are totally unearned and totally bizarre. I do not understand them to this day. They take the uh, Indiana Jones yeah. route of, we're going to finally do the... the Indiana Jones 4 route. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to randomly go all supernatural for some yeah, reason. We're, we're going to put uh, aliens.jpg in. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, hopefully the, this one does not have a twist like that after Uncharted 3 it shouldn't because I feel like they got a lot better with the narrative um, and with grounding the narrative in Uncharted 3 so yeah, uh, but yeah, if you have a PS4 dude, just just buy it already you know you want to Pony up the you money. know you want it, it's worth 60 bucks, I had to basically talk myself into that same, give myself the same pe- pep talk where I was like you know that you're going to love this. You know that this is worth $60. Don't lie to yourself and say you're going to wait. You know better than that. So, yeah, of course I bought it on launch day. But, yeah, it's it's really good. But I'll have more to talk about it next week when hopefully I finish it. You probably will because I will be gone. Yes, well, a lot of the free time. So here's the part where I say goodbye, everybody. Or For, do I say hello, everybody? Uh, you say uh, you'll be back. Well... Or do we want to watch the Assassin's Creed trailer right now? Uh, I don't think we, I think it's bad radio to watch it. Yeah, we're at one forty-five right now. I so we'll we talk it. about uh, Assassin's Creed next week. Well, you will talk about it, or I, I will. Or we will figure something, we'll figure something out. out. We're going to be practically on opposite sides of the world. Correct. Uh, I'm so going to Europe. Yeah, just uh, I don't know. Communicate me via Twitter since I know you can't text me over there. And so. you know I can't do um, Facebook chat with you, which is how we'll right. be doing so it. DM me. PM you? DM me. I'll just tweet at you. So if you want to tweet at us... That's what I mean. DM me. Slide into my DMs. Okay, Dungeon Master. <laughs> no. Direct message. Oh. That's <laughs> messaging. That's messaging on Twitter. So if you want to know what kind of person someone is, ask them what DM <laughs> means. <laughs> Direct message, Dungeon Master. Fair enough. Actually, or... could be the same person. For all I know. Uh, okay, so that'll do it for the Media Boat Podcast. Um... We never said the day, but it was May 11th, by the way. Um, so, yeah, if you want to follow yes, us. Yes, this is episode 20, by the way. If you want to follow we us. We did 20 episodes. We did. We did it. Ugh. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter account is MediaBoatCast. If you want to follow us on Facebook and see all our great posts that we make all the time, check out MediaBoatPodcast on there. Uh, leave us comments. Um, if you want to subscribe to us on iTunes, we're MediaBoatPodcast on there as well. Leave us five star reviews. We love those. Um, I assume someone's reviewed us. Yeah, maybe. When, if yeah. you type in media, but we pop up. Maybe. So yeah, uh, check those things out. In the meantime, we'll be back in some form or another. I will definitely be back next week. And yeah, we, 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 will, we will have a twenty first episode. We will not leave yes. you hanging. We will. S- we will celebrate yes. our twenty first by drinking. At uh, least I will. I won't. I will. I'll be on vacation. That's a work night. Not for me. Well, aren't you special? Okay, we'll see you guys next week. On the Media Boat Podcast. Uh...